The following is a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de-churched people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org. Mission Sunday. It's a great uh, thing to celebrate in a church. I've been on a number of missions myself, and they're always an exciting thing to be a part of. You, You come back, and your life is truly changed. They're actually worth taking vacation time to go on, okay? So though, I know that's a great excuse. I have to work and I only get so much vacation. But let me tell you, it is worth taking vacation time to go on a mission trip. Taking your family even is a great thing to do. And, and hearing about Dominican Republic, that's one place I've not been. Uh, it would be fun to go. You, you find that when you do these things... It requires you to step out of your comfort zone just a little bit, go to a place you're just not sure about that you've never been before, and to do things that just aren't a part of your daily, daily routine. And that takes a little bit of courage, which is what we're talking about this morning. It's one of the things that God wants us to achieve in our lives, courage, not just courage to do crazy things stunts and, and, and a variety of things, but, but courage to do what God wants us to do. You know, we shrink back sometimes. We, we know that we should be doing some things. We know we should be reaching out. We know we should be stepping out of our comfort zone, but fear keeps us from doing that, and courage is what we need to overcome those fears to step out and to really do what God wants us to do. We're in 1 Thessalonians, and Paul is trying to encourage the church in Thessalonica to have courage. He was only there a few days, and and people came to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then Paul left, and he wrote back to them because they were starting to hear about all of the things that Paul was going through, some of the persecutions and hardships that he was enduring, and he was afraid for them. He was afraid they might fall away. He was afraid that fear might keep them from fulfilling God's purpose in their life. And so he writes to them in the, where is it, in the fourth chapter, or in the, in the third chapter, I'm sorry, the third chapter of First Thessalonians. If you want to follow along, you can do that, and it'll be up on the screen. So this is what Paul says to them when he hears about what's going on. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who was our brother and God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. That's mission. That's what Bree was talking about, going and encouraging and strengthening people so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. You know quite well that we were destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. 
He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, it sounds like Paul. Paul's been persecuted. Paul has been enduring all kinds of trials. And he writes being concerned about those he's left behind, about their faith and about their ability to stand up against the, the things that they're enduring, and the, hearing the messages coming back about what's happening to Paul, the fear that might be welling up inside of them, knowing that Paul's off being persecuted. But Paul's more concerned about them than he is about himself. See, that's what God wants for us, to overcome our fears so that we might be concerned about others around us and their faith. You see, we so misuse the word courage in our society. We talk about athletic courage. Two teams are taking the field this afternoon and what courage it takes to play a game we call that courage. Business courage, where we use other people's monies and put it at risk, and we call that business courage. We talk about social courage and how it is to struggle and build and, and, and hang in in relationships. But that's all of our lives. All of our lives encompass relationships in everyday situations. Political courage is another one of those. What kind of courage does it take actually to follow what the polls tell you to do? We talk about courage in a, in a strange way, and it's not really courage. But it took courage in the first century church to be a Christian. There were dangers in the pagan world. There were pressures to conform to the pagan world around them and to put a, aside any belief in anything other than what the society proposed as the, the core of who and what you should believe. Christians feared for their lives because it was a dangerous place. And at any moment, they could be put into prison for what they believed. At any moment, their business could be taken away from them. What are some of the things we fear? The dirty dishes sitting in the sink? Maybe an angry teacher who's mad at us because we didn't do what they asked us to do. Or speaking in public. Lots of people are afraid to get up and stand and say something in a public place. Or maybe just a little bit of housework. I know I have fears like that. We live in a society that requires so little courage. You don't have to have courage to live in 21st century America. We, we are, are safe. We're tolerant of, of all sorts of things. We, we let all kinds of things happen, and it's okay. You can do or be or wear or say just about anything, and no one's going to do anything to you about it. It is a safe place. So safe, we begin to invent danger just so that we might be able to come up with a little bit of courage and say we've overcome our invented danger. 
that it took courage. I, I see a day when we're going to have to wear helmets in cars because we are afraid of what might happen in a car. We want to be safe. We want to be secure. We don't want anything to happen to us. We just got word, Peggy and I got word of some very dear friends of ours, their, their children went to the Sedan to be missionaries. They took their family, two young children. I think the oldest is maybe four or five. They wanted to be a missionary in Sudan, very dangerous place. It's a Muslim country. They studied the language. They put together a team that would go into the Sudan and teach English, but also live their Christian lives before the people in their neighborhoods and their communities leading classes and speaking in English that would be part of, of, of presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. But then the dangers of being Sudan reared their heads, and a number of their team were detained, was what they call it, detained. And Scott and, as well, he was detained for a short period of time. Pressures began to mount and threats against their lives. They have since returned from the Sudan. They did get out, but a dangerous place, a place that takes courage to go to, a place that it takes courage to exhibit our faith and to share of what the essence of who we are in Jesus Christ is. That's courage. I, I, I don't have that kind of courage. I'm awed by what they did. You know, we think of courage as a commodity. It's something we possess. It's something we go in search of. We ask the right kind of people. We might find courage, especially if it's a wizard, right, who knows, how, knows all about courage but yet exhibits so much fear himself. Fear seems to be a very real part of our lives that, that we can't seem to get over and across. We fear all sorts of things. But the Scripture over and over and over again calls us to have courage of our faith, courage of our conviction, courage in the face of fears. You know, so often we think of fears as something we only have, that, that nobody else has these fears, that no one else is facing the difficulties that we face. But God really only calls us to overcome the things with the courage He gives to us. To overcome fear with courage is what God calls each one of us to do. Our heroes, our movie stars, they all exhibit courage but don't seem to have any fear. James Bond is one of those people. Ever wonder why he drinks martinis shaken? Because he's not. Nothing shakes him. He is just cool and confident. He has no fear. And we think that's what it takes to have courage. But courage isn't about that at all. Courage is really facing our fears head on. And that's it. Stepping out into the face of fear, knowing that it's not the end, knowing that we can conquer, knowing that we can overcome. I don't know about you, but I have one of these reoccurring dreams. You ever have reoccurring dreams? You wake up early in the morning and you realize that there's an exam that you didn't even crack a book studying for and it's that morning, right? Maybe it's because that was my, my college days. 
I rarely cracked books and had exams that I thought I just was not prepared for. We have interesting fears in our lives, do we not? It's the what-ifs and the what-mights and the what-coulds, and all of those things begin to build, and, and they, they construct walls, and they keep us from facing our fears head-on, from exhibiting the courage God wants us to have, to step forward with Him into our presence of, of the difficulties that each one of us faces is what God wants us to do. It's very simple, facing our fears. It's just standing up and, and looking at them and knowing that we don't face them alone, that the living God faces them with us. God wants us to stand both physically and spiritually in the face of fears. This is what Paul said to the Thessalonians. I was afraid that in some way the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless, but you are standing firm in the Lord. You see, that's what God wanted them to do. That's what Paul encouraged them to do. That's what God is encouraging us to do, to stand firm in the face of our fears. One of my favorite books of the Bible is the book of Joshua. And if you're familiar with that book, it's a story. It's a story of the people of Israel coming into the promised land and taking possession. Moses had led the children of Israel from Egypt, walked with them 40 years in the wilderness outside of, of Palestine. And finally, it's time to go in, and Joshua gets the job. Joshua must follow this unbelievably powerful and influential leader, Moses. He was the only leader the children of Israel had ever known. Joshua gets the job. I don't know about you, but I, I, if I were Joshua, it would be a, a dissettling assignment because you have big shoes to fill and a big job to accomplish. But in the opening several chapters of the book of Joshua, this is what God says to him. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and courageous. Powerful words to the man who is just about to step into the shoes of one of the greatest leaders really the world had known at that time. A job so big, so all-encompassing. And I'm sure that, that Joshua had fears of uncertainty. He wasn't sure he could do it. He wasn't sure of the task ahead that it was going to be possible for him to do it. That's why we have fears. None of us knows what's going to happen. We don't know. And so those fears come to us. But God says, I am with you. I will never forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. You see, fear is not a sin. Having fear is not a sin for us. It's letting sin take control, or it's letting fear take control of our lives. 
that God does not want to happen. That's why he says to Joshua, to us, be strong, be courageous. I will never leave you or forsake you. Those are God's promises to us as well. God wants us to have courage to face all of the difficulties that that come our way, to be willing to then step out of our comfort zones and do things we've never done before, never tried before, and to let God take control, to let God's power and majesty be revealed in and through us. That's what God wants us to achieve as His people, to not just sit back and enjoy great music and and wonderful friends and, and the comforts of home when we gather as His people, but to be challenged, be motivated, to take a chance, a risk, to step out and be counted among God's missionaries in the world He has called us to be. That's what God wants for each one of us, to be strong, to be courageous, and to let the power of God be revealed in and through us. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, we are just so thankful for Your call on our lives, that You see that we are not worthy, but in Your power, in Your strength, in Your presence, You call us still to follow and be Your people. Lord, we know we don't have what it takes within us to do it. We know we have fears that keep us back, that we shrink back from. But Lord, You are our strength. You are our courage. You are the one who calls us. If you did not call us, you would not give us the strength to do what you've called us to do. Lord, help us be your faithful people. Help us continue to step out and to be accounted as your people. What a privilege it is. What an honor it is. May the glory and majesty be all yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de-churched people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org.